0: Welcome to episode 22 of the SWIFT Teacher Podcast. One lesson at a time towards SWIFT World Domination. Joining us today, all the way from France, is Charlotte Bilot. Charlotte has been teaching since 1998 and has been in five different school districts. A Montessori district, a big primary school with many classes, and one in St. Therese in Toulouse since 2009. She's had 13 classes when she started in 2009 and now 15. She is a graduate from an engineering school in 1994, and she says her dream was to become an astronaut or a teacher. So with her studies and hobbies, she feels she has realized both of them. Charlotte is an Apple Distinguished Educator and a Seesaw Ambassador since 2015. She is also a Book Creator Ambassador since 2016 and a Blue Ribbon Educator in 2017. Although she says she's not yet a Sphero Hero, but is working on that and having passed the first step of Ozabot Educator. Charlotte is a lifelong learner and is happy to try new things. And she believes most importantly in her teaching is to create a good atmosphere because happy learners learn better. Bonjour Charlotte.
1: Bonjour Ryan. Hi. So pleased to have been invited to your podcast
0: all right. Well, thank you for taking the time. I, I guess I should say bonsoir en Yes,
1: it's, it's 7 o'clock.
0: Ça, c'est bien. Maintenant, en anglais, probablement.
1: Avec plaisir. <laughs> All
0: right, Charlotte, tell us where you teach and what you teach or do in your district.
1: Okay, this year, I'm still in third grade and I teach part-time but I'm also a kind of tech responsible of the school, but mostly uh, as a volunteer. In my school, we don't have much iPad, only 12 for the whole school. But I'm very proud because this year I've succeeded in making the school buy one iPad for each teacher. And uh, it's very important for the adults to have the device. Uh, also these years I've got 20 hours a year for training my colleague and help them with the devices. I work part time because I've got a big family, but also I want time to improve myself in some project and personal professional development. So I created a coding club in September, one hour a week with 14 students aged from 7 to 10 years old. And in January, I opened another one with 10 kids. And in February, we made a one-day camp. And um, as for coding, in my class as a teacher of third grade, we began each year with the app Scratch Junior because it's easier for my colleague to dip into this app. She is not re- willing um, using technology, but after three years, she is really at ease with this app. So I plan uh, next year to introduce her to playgrounds. It will be a big challenge. Fortunately, I free, I am really free to do whatever I want in my coding club because it's um, apart from school. I can use any app, uh, all the robot I want. I don't have to ask for the agreement of my headmaster.
0: So you mentioned robots. What uh, robots are you using with your coding club?
1: I decided to begin with Ozobots because um, in France, the parents are reluctant with the devices iPad because all day long at home they use iPad without uh, boundaries. So. but you can only program them with um, color pencil. So it's a way to start coding and uh, understanding programming. And after we went into this Ferro Mini, uh, because it's cheaper for our coding club, and I've got uh, two parrots uh, on my own and they try to program them with a swift and with tickles.
0: So the parrot drone that flies?
1: Uh, the parrot, no, the jumping sumo parrot, oh,
0: okay. rolling
1: parrots. No, really? flying, it's too hard in a classroom. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> really,
1: and too dangerous.
0: Well, it, it's funny you t- you talk about your coding club, and that's the way you've tried to push push coding in your school because that's how Junichi Nakamura is doing it in Japan, and there are many educators in the U.S. doing that. I just find it really interesting that like those of us who are are teaching this are really trying to push our governments forward and saying, this is important. We need to, our students need to have this. So if you won't do it, I'll make sure it gets done. And, you know, I know in Ohio, they haven't made it mandatory yet, but we keep pushing it to try and get the government to say, yes, this is mandatory. Every student should have access to it. So it's funny how around the world, we're all trying, we're all doing very similar things.
1: Yes, and it's, it's not because, uh, it's not in the curriculum. It's not in the, there is no, um, grads, graduate, graduates, not, uh, you don't have to do it. And when I do it in my classroom, at the beginning, I was hiding myself saying to the colleague, yes, we were doing that and that, not mentioning that it was just for fun without any, evaluation or whatever. Now they understand that we can play, learn, and do a lot of things just for fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've seen a lot of similar things in the U.S. with teachers who are afraid to take up coding and teaching, especially at the elementary level. My wife, for one, she um, teaches kindergarten, and she just... I've, I've tried to encourage her and she, she's very reluctant like your colleague.
1: Yes, it, because we are afraid of the vision of parents and we have the curriculum to go through and we said it's uh, you don't have time to lose time, but by playing, you improve the basic skills, working together um, and exchange and very interesting. You have to dip into um and be self-confident and after it's really it's fantastic with the kids.
0: I I couldn't agree more. Well said. How did you start or what was your journey to teaching coding?
1: Well, uh I'm not so young, <laughs> so uh
0: join the club. Yes.
1: <laughs> and uh for me programming was uh, you know, basic and Pascal languages. In the 1980s. So I discovered the world, the world coding and not programming at a conference, the IDE conference. And I said, wow, is that programming? It's very, very easy. So I went through Hour of Code and I discovered another world, a game world. And I said, yes, I'm going to, to do it. And I began with uh, Star Wars and Frozen characters because it was uh, in 2015, it was what the kids liked. it. So I learned uh, at the same time as the kids. But it was, you know, when you have a mind, uh, you do that, that and that, the very logical, you are not used to try, fail, try, fail. And the kids learned, t- taught me that it was not, I can do it. So... Uh, I went through Hour of Code and we decided to create a video game about a healthy breakfast. in 2016, I presented at the, at the conference. And I was very surprised because for me, it was just a crazy hide, a crazy idea to play games and to make them work together and make links with uh, science. And I was very surprised that it was taken for this conference. In 2015, um, coding was put in French curriculum, but without any tools, uh, no funny games, only, uh, only sentences uh, saying you have to teach code, you have to uh, be logical with kids, but no, n- nothing to help teacher to go through. So I decided to go through even if the colleague told me, why are you playing so long with the kids with iPad? And I put in front of them the curriculum, and there was, okay, I know how I came into the cutting, And it's very, very easy.
0: So the F- France put it into the curriculum in 2015, but didn't give you any kind of direction or support? They just said, do it?
1: Yes, do it. And uh, in the mentality, cutting is... Only scratch, but not the app. Uh, the scratch on the computer, and for them, uh, when you come with a uh, bot or Sphero or a robot, it's not a robot. They need to build things. It's as uh, fifty years ago, you know, with uh, the lead and uh, technical devices. They can soude all things, and there is a lot of uh, club. Uh, coding and uh, la compagnie du code but when you speak with them when you code when you do coding on a device as a tablet, as an iPad it's not programming for them it's, it's very strange yeah. You have uh, they have developed a lot of uh, robots but not very funny there is not the funny aspect with color of uh well good design. It's only you know uh you see all what is in the the petit circuit electronic it's electronical devices. it's not very funny for kids hmm. and too complicated, not for primary kids
0: so that's so you're filling in that gap for your um primary students with
1: yes, but I'm not. In the French curriculum, not at all. Oh, okay. When I exchange with other schools, they don't see coding with uh, as that. It's only Scratch on computer, not on Scratch Junior. It's not um, the, um, how the do webs- you say uh, the
0: website, the website Scratch Junior, and that yes, through MIT. Yes, it's
1: uh, v- very hard for little student, I think, and it's not very funny.
0: So you are going through with Scratch and. Swiss playgrounds, so your students have fun, <laughs> even though. Yes, oh. and
1: I, I tried Daisy the dinosaur because it's easy for them for the English, and they discover. Uh, at at first they told me what is the French word for grow and uh, shrink. I said try and you'll see what the dinosaur does. Does and it, it was very funny to experiment that with them and they learn English. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So when you're in there teaching, uh, your whether you're in there teaching in the classroom or with your coding club, what is your favorite part of teaching coding?
1: Well, it's um, imagination and creativity. I I like the thrill to think uh, about the way of presenting an activity to engage students. You know, when I see on the website this robot or this app and I'm telling myself, how can I present them that? And the preparation is very important. And it's always different each time. It's uh, as every teacher experiment it, but with coding it's more and more because uh, we deal with little humans with a lot of imagination and creativity and they have really very crazy ideas. I I remember uh, for the Ozobot, I have prepared all the sheet of paper and one girl told me, uh, may I cut the paper in small parts? And she made a path of 10 meters long. And she um, gave all the little sheet of paper to all, all the students. And uh, she told them, can we make the path to go to the park with the other bots? And she was a leader as a team leader. And she organized a, a a game because she she thought of that. It was very fantastic. So I'm always searching and discovering new coding app because um, my goal is in one year, they will have the chance to experiment different apps because I perfectly know that the next year they will be coding will be at the age of 14 or 15. So it's a chance for them to be there and I, I want to give them all the tools to discover the programming and coding world.
0: So you're using, then, Swift Playgrounds on iPad, correct? As well yes. as uh, com- computers for Scratch Junior?
1: Uh, no, no, no. We don't have any computers. No. Uh, only two in the school for the 20 adults and 400 students. So only iPad. Okay. And- It's a very good scratch junior on iPad is awesome for them, but you, you, it's I use it for imagination and storytelling. You, it's something different Swift. It's a step uh, older, I think.
0: So I'm really excited to hear about all the really innovative things you're doing with your youngsters and, and your coding club. And from that, I learned that you were selected to present at ISTE this summer in Chicago, tell us uh, about what we can expect to learn from your presentation
1: yes it was a very big surprise I applied just for game and I was very happy to to be taken to share to share a specific curriculum I hope that people will learn that what is really important is to go forward and to keep your enthusiasm, whatever people says so I had the idea of putting in my own curriculum different apps, different robots. And uh, some people told me, no, they can't learn. So I said, no, I'm going to do what I want because I know that it is very important. I know that f- for an adult is difficult to to master everything. And I want uh, the teacher who will be there to understand that they are teachers, so they can propose activities, even if there is no evaluation beside. They can um, encourage students, even if they don't master the coding apps it's important to to propose them tools that they are going to use in the future because the essential is to believe in what you are doing. For example, for Christmas, I created a challenge about Penguin and the little uh, Sphero Mini, but the first time it was impossible to use the F- Sphero Mini uh, because of connection, uh, Wi-Fi and everything. But the Coding Club last only one hour and during half an hour, it was impossible to, to run the, the sphero. But the, the kids told me, okay, it's not problem. We are going to go through another app tickle and they began to change the Batman game. And I was very surprised because it was, it wasn't what I was planning, but they discovered after six lessons that They can use the tools as they wanted. So I want to tell to teachers to don't be afraid of teaching something they don't master. They know what the goal are. The goal is to prepare them to communicate, to solve problem and not to master every, every coding app. Coding give, give me self confidence. And give also children self-confidence. I saw girls were afraid to hold an iPad because uh, their parents told them, uh, be careful, don't break them. And now they are um, taking movies of others, uh, reporting challenges others are doing. And it's really awesome to see kids evaluate. So it's really worth go into the adventure um, coding is that thrill at the beginning fear but fun and lot of project connection with people uh, with cunning kids uh, learn that what is important is communicate and uh, put ideas together so i really want to give them tips tricks and encourage them to go into the adventure at the beginning, I had only the iPad of the school and two other bots, and two other bots for 14 kids, but they managed to play with them and to invent adventure. It was really surprising, all the ideas they have. So it's what I'm going to tell them at ICT.
0: <laughs> wow. That's isn't it amazing to see like kids' confidence in, in these skills grow? I know I have a student, a young lady, who was really kind of shy and lacking in confidence, but over last year and this year, she's a senior getting ready to graduate. She has just blossomed, and she won a programming contest, and she's going to be going to our local university, I, I think, almost completely for free on full scholarship because of what she's done with uh, programming in my class. It's just, isn't it amazing? C'est incroyable.
1: Oh, c'est vraiment incroyable. Uh, in, in my group, I've got a autism girl, and she, I had her in third grade. She's now in fifth grade, and she's talking to me. I know her, but in my class, she doesn't talk to any adults, but in the coding club, she's talking to me. It's really amazing. And she's teaching to the, to the boys, the boys, uh, you know, they, some are going very rapidly and too rapidly for robots and they make them bug and she calmed them and helped them. It's fantastic. Incroyable.
0: Oui, c'est vrai. Have you previously taught any other subjects or programming before?
1: I've taught English languages uh, for six years in grade two. And uh, the I think coding is... As languages, you have to engage by funny activities because you have a lot of vocabulary to learn. It's a bit boring, but if you do it with activities and creating uh, games, it's easier. And uh, when I taught language, uh, English, we work by uh, challenges and it's the same uh, as coding, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I, I've talked to a uh, fellow ADE, Larry Reef, recently and he is an english teacher but he took up teaching coding and what he found and then the group at westchester university found was a, a lot of success in coding comes from your ability with language so yeah like teaching english for you you know teaching coding is it's it's like teaching it is it's teaching a language i know i would i would be happy if my district my children go to if coding was offered as a language
1: i think in some school they are not far of uh, putting them in the curriculum in the french curriculum they, they said uh, des pour communiquer and coding is in that uh, in, in in that skills they put it in that skill but there is not re- a lot of detail about it but it is in the skill language
0: you said you've used scratch junior and some other things how does the swift playgrounds compare to those other tools that you have used?
1: It's not a coding block app, but it is as easy as the others. Uh, at the beginning, I was really reluctant really to go into because I thought it would be hard for them uh, and f- hard for me to manage, no coding block, all in English, have to follow instruction. but. I was mistaken. It's uh, really really cool and easy to use. The design is awesome. The the kids really love the design and the possibility of turning around the characters. It's something uh, magical for them. And they feel really grown up because it's not a coding app. A coding block app. It's you know there is instruction written and they feel wow, I'm programming, but it is easy as cutting block app and the the script the in the playgrounds number one the collecting gem it's a really good adventure for them um, others prefer the games and feel proud to change the rules or the design of the game but really um The other apps I went into with specific goals. I wanted them first to have the skill of uh, using uh, the block movement and the block logical. In my head, it was very clear. But with Swift, I said, okay, we go into and let them play. And it works. Really, it works very easily.
0: You say it works great with the kids and you're really pleased with it. What has been most surprising to you in teaching Swift in Swift Playgrounds?
1: My kids are in third grade and fourth grade are, are young, but I was afraid that they wouldn't love the characters, but they really, really love the characters. And uh, they love the, the sound, the, the design and uh, the possibility to go step by step or to go back and forward. And they are at ease with it. And they work in group and the sound are magical for them. Everything make them uh, think they are programming, that is true, but it's something step older than Scratch Junior because uh, there is the no blocks.
0: Yes, it's completely code-based, yeah, yeah.
1: When you are a teacher, you imagine things about uh, your sequence. And when you are in it, you are very surprised about what they are doing with it. I asked several uh, kids to tell me what what do you prefer. And they all told me about characters, sound, and And when I asked them, and the English, it's not not French, it's English. Was it complicated? Oh, no, it was very easy.
0: Oh, that's great. I I had never thought about that because I speak English. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Me me too, because with Scratch Junior, they asked me, uh, uh, what is it for? And I said, it's in French, so try it in English. No, because it's not not a a block, I don't know. Or they were very skilled don't know.
0: So you have tried and you have implemented SWIFT in your school. If there is somebody out there, a teacher or an administrator listening, and they're thinking about starting to teach programming or coding in SWIFT, what suggestions would you give them?
1: Don't be afraid and let the kids try in their own way. Uh, You are the teacher. You know that if they are going to jump into coding, they will improve several skills, working together, communicate, communication and everything. So um, your, um, your goal is not to make them learn loops, make them learn uh, movement, make them learn logical. No, your goal is give them fun, uh, programming, coding. And after, with all the games, they, they will learn by themselves without being aware of, how can I say that? Uh, Kids learn not at the same speed. So you have to let them experiment at their own speed. And because you are a teacher, you know which goal you have. And it's okay for everyone. You have to be self-confident and get rid of your curriculum. You don't lose time by taking time to introduce several apps. And by letting them play into the Swift playgrounds, for example, the first time we use it, uh, you know, in a classroom, you have several personalities, and <laughs> ten, ten, 10 kids uh, wanted to go outside the playgrounds, and they went into the other game, Casbrick, uh, and they they jump into that playgrounds. It was not the one I wanted them to do, but no matters, they play with it. And I told them, okay, now try to change the color of the ball. And they went into the programming uh, lines and they were reading program. It was awesome. And they, they selected the line where they can change the color. And after I told them, so can you now change the sound? And they, they went through reading and reading to see the line where they can change the sound. But in my project, I didn't imagine that they will, they, I will make them read coding. It was only, uh, follow playgrounds. So the only advice I will tell to teacher is to really go, let the kids, um, Code and be really confident. Some smart ki- kid uh, wanted to go outside the playgrounds. I I put in the iPad and they went here. So I said, "Okay, you are, you want to play that? Okay, but let's go." And we we were we went through reading uh, the lines to to see where it was the sound, the color, and uh, everything.
0: Wow, so that's that's really great. How the students really like went above and beyond just to so they could meet their creativity goals and to be able to play this game and how they figured it out. That's a great story.
1: Yes, really. And inspiring. So, as a teacher, yes, as a teacher, you you can't master everything, but you are you are the master of the class. You know the goal, and let them create. Really, it's the only advice. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what is very important.
0: Charlotte, where can uh, people find you or your work online?
1: There is two blog, a CSAR blog of. Um, uh, th- there is not much video with the faces of the children, but you can see what we are doing in the Coding Club. So, two CSAR blog on Tuesday, Mardi, and Friday, Vendredi and also i've put a uh, audio shen youtube uh, youtube channel about drone and company it's the little movie i made for the coding club to to make them um go into the game to involve them in the in the, in the new app there for example there is one about uh swift playgrounds I use it to present SWIFT to the kids, but also to the teacher. So reluctant teachers or teachers who don't know anything about cutting can watch those videos and say, OK, we are working. It's good.
0: Oh, all right. Well, if you'd like to find the show notes for today's episode, they'll be over at swiftteacher.org slash podcast. If you would like to join us in the Swift Teacher Slack channel, there'll be a link in the show notes and in your podcast player of choice. You can tap. It'll take you over to the sign-up link. You can also ask a question of the Swift Teacher community in the Slack channel, or you can tweet your question to at underscore Swift Teacher and use the hashtag AskSwiftTeacher, and somebody will be certain to take a look at your question and answer it either in the Swift Teacher Slack channel or on the next episode. Charlotte, merci beaucoup pour votre temps. Thank you so much for taking time to share your experiences with us and your teaching with us. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Merci, Brian. C'était un plaisir. Thank you so much much for your invitation, Brian.
0: Time to get Swifty. Swifty.